0: Morning and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. And I'm happy that you have joined our program for today. Uh, today we are continuing our study of why I'm a member of the Church of Christ. And uh, again, this is based off of a book written by Leroy Brownlow of uh, the same title. And so we're continuing through this and. Hopefully, we'll get to lesson two today. Um, We do have uh, a couple of other points to finish up in chapter one, and so then we'll move on to chapter two, uh, if we're able to do that today. And if we're not, it's no big deal. Uh, We'll just continue on next week. Uh, But anyway, I thank you for joining our program today, and and I do hope that this lesson is is something that is helpful to you, and, and especially for those who are not members of the church of Christ. I hope that if nothing else, it's it's a good way of helping you to understand why I am a member of the church of Christ, why I choose to be a member of the Lord's church. And uh, hopefully these will, will be enlightening lessons for you. Um, and last week, and I'll do the same this week. Uh, we, I invited you to to contact me. Uh, if you have any questions, Anything that you want to ask, feel free to to do that, and I'd be glad to to try to answer those in in any way that I can. And I hope these lessons are are taken out of love, because they are presented in love, and I hope that 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 is, is readily seen. But before we get into our lesson for today, let's begin, as we always do, in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you've given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together. We thank you for your word, for the ability that we have to be able to study it together, to come to an understanding of it, so that we might be edified and uplifted, that we might be ready to face um, the days ahead of us, that we might be able to face the world as we live our lives and Help us to be good examples to those that are around us. Help us to to shine your light in this world. Help us to to be stronger Christians with each passing day. We do thank you for your son, for his sacrifice for our sins. It is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As we get into our lesson for today, uh, we began last week talking about how the, the church is founded by the scriptural builder. The church of Christ is founded by the scriptural builder and that being Christ. No church can be scriptural unless it is founded by the scriptural builder. Any church that is founded outside of the authority of the New Testament, any church that is founded on anything aside from anything um, that is taught in the New Testament, Cannot be the church of the Bible. It's as simple and as plain as that. It must be founded by the scriptural builder. It must be founded by Christ. There are many denominations, and however well meaning they are, they are founded on the words and the teachings of man. You can trace their roots back to a beginning. Not of the Bible, although they may see themselves as tracing back to the Bible, but their teachings and their doctrines uh, do not go that far back. They go to a certain man or a certain woman, a person that has decided that this is what they want to do as far as serving God is concerned. And so in that effort, In that that light, they are looking at these doctrines that they have created, and that's what they follow. They cannot trace their roots back to the Bible. We want to be a part of the church of the Bible. And so I'm a member of the Church of Christ because that's exactly what we do. We do not trace our roots back to a certain person, although there are many who believe that that Alexander Campbell founded the Church of Christ, he did not. As a matter of fact, there is uh, solid proof that the Church of Christ was in existence well before Alexander Campbell came onto the scene and even before his birth. Um, We trace our roots back to Christ, the establishment of the Church in the New Testament, Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. The Church was established then based on uh, the teachings that the disciples had been taught, the things that they taught the Jews, the things that they later taught the Gentiles. That was the establishment of the church. I long to be a part of the church that was founded on the day of Pentecost, the church that had been promised beforehand by Christ. That is my goal. I want to be a part of that church, the church that is founded by Christ. Last week we looked at Mark 16, verses 18 and 19. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Peter was given the keys of the kingdom, and the other apostles, too. They they were all prepared to present the gospel message, and that the church might be founded on the things that they had been taught previously. Um, if you've been listening for a few minutes, I, I was listening to the tail end of of the lesson that precedes our program. Uh, Jack McNeil, I believe, is the speaker for that. And he was talking about the establishment of the church. The church was not founded on Peter himself. Peter was not the rock that the church was founded on, but the rock of his faith, the faith that he had confessed, that he believed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And it is upon that faith that the church is founded even today. We still confess that faith and our obedience to the plan of salvation. By faith, repenting of sin, confessing faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and being baptized for the remission of sins, the church is founded upon that faith. And without that faith, we can't do anything to please God. Hebrews 11 and verse 6, there is no way that we can bring glory and honor to God because we do not believe in him. It's a very simple concept, but the church is founded on that faith, not faith alone, because faith is also justified by works, as we read in James chapter 2. And these are all things that we'll find in lessons um, going forward, Um, but it is founded on that faith. That faith in Christ as the Son of God and being of that faith, then we are also obedient to that faith and to the plan that is presented in Scripture. As we look at the church, we see that it is uh, established on the things that the apostles had been taught, the things that they taught to the Jews. And so they continued in their doctrine. Acts chapter 2, verses 41 and 42. Those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. We believe that we are the same church. I believe that we are the same church that was established on the day of Pentecost, and we continue today in the Apostles' Doctrine. Any doctrine that is added in addition to anything that, that takes away from the doctrine that is presented by the Apostles is not the doctrine of Christ. We must be founded on the doctrine that is found in the New Testament, and only what is found in the New Testament, that is our aim. We want to please God. We cannot add to, we cannot take away from anything that the Scriptures teach. We want to be a part of the church that is founded on a scriptural foundation. We get into uh, where we we left off really with our lesson last week, and we find today that the church was not established by John the Baptist. There are many who teach that the church is founded by John the Baptist and upon his teachings, although he taught nothing except what had already been taught before. uh, We see that, that he preached a baptism of repentance. But it was not a baptism um, that would save from sins. It is not a baptism that that provides for the remission of sins. And so even though John the Baptist did a great many things, John the Baptizer, John the Immerser, probably the way I would would better refer to him. um, But he did a great many things, but he was preparing the way of Christ. That was his mission. That was his goal. And when Christ came, he taught the completeness of the word, or at least he gave that to the apostles and they taught it following his death on the cross. The church was established by Jesus Christ and no other. It was not established by John the Baptist. It was not established by any man or woman on earth. It was established only by by Christ and as we look at this principle and as we look at, at at what we find here in scriptures we see that John was already dead by the time that the church was established his execution had already been recorded in Matthew 14 beginning with verse 6 Matthew 14 and verse 6 In verse 6 of Matthew 14, But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, because of the oaths, and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then his disciples came and took away the body, and buried it, and went and told Jesus. Even when Jesus promised the church, it was still yet in the future. So, as a read of John the Baptist, he had already passed from this life by the time the church was established, and even when Jesus promised it, even after John was beheaded, it was still referred to in the future tense. We'll go back to verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. When Jesus did build his church, he built it from the foundation upward. He built it on a rock. John was never a part of the church built by Christ. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 11 Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he Who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. You see, even the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist because John was never a part of the church, not until its establishment. Now, we also understand from Scripture, and to say anything otherwise, we would be a myth. But we understand that the blood of Christ, it flows backwards and it flows forwards, as someone else has has put it. Um, But when we look at the blood of Christ, we see that that it goes back. It goes back to those who were not a part of the church, going back all the way into the Old Testament. We think of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, um, all those in the Old Testament. They were never a part of the church. But the blood goes backwards to cover them. As long as they were faithful to what God had commanded in their day and time, then they are covered by the blood of Christ and their sins are remitted. But until the church's establishment, uh, there is no, uh, not for them, there is no being a part of that church. And so we have to understand it. So even the least in the kingdom, would be greater than John the Baptist because John was never a part of that church. It's almost like saying that uh, the greatest in middle school, for instance, is least among those in high school because even the greatest in middle school is not in high school as of yet. And John the Baptist is not part of the church until it is founded and established by the blood of Christ, established on the teachings of the apostles and those that were taught continued in their doctrine. Other plants will be uprooted. Any plant that is not planted and established by Christ will be uprooted. Turn with me for a moment to Matthew 15. Let's notice verses 12 through 14. Matthew 15, beginning with verse 12. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted, will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. As we look at what Jesus was saying, the Pharisees, they they did a great job of teaching the Word and knowing the word what they didn't do so great a job in is keeping the word in its entirety they caught they taught traditions and they they taught the things that that man had taught was important but on most occasions they missed completely the point of what jesus was saying in the first place the point of what god had said in his word they missed the point of doing what God wanted them to do. Even under the Old Testament law, plants other than the Hebrew religion would be uprooted. And the same goes for the church that is built by Christ on the foundation of faith in God. Anything that is taught outside of Scripture Anything that is practiced outside of scriptural authority is a plant that has not been planted by God. It has not been planted by Christ, and it will be uprooted. If we teach traditions of men, if we teach commandments of men that are not commanded in scripture, if we bind on people commandments that have not been bound in scripture, if we loose anything that has been commanded in Scripture and we do not practice it or we do not practice it as we should, then we have become a plant that has not been planted by Christ and we are not the church of the Bible. If we are going to be the church of the Bible, then that means that we must practice only the things that are taught. In Scripture, we can only do as we are commanded by the authority of Christ. So any church, and there are churches that exist today under the name church, there are those that that we may look at as a church, as an assembly of God's people and yet even so it may not be the church that is founded by Christ and even though we see it as a church as far as the world is concerned it may be viewed by law or or by others as a church but there can be churches in existence that are in existence not according to the authority of Christ. So if we want to be the church that is planted by Christ, the church that is founded by the scriptural builder, and we can only do those things that we are given authority for, we cannot add to, we cannot take away from what God has given us. So, any church that is established outside of the establishment of Christ, we are told very plainly in Scripture that it cannot stand. It cannot stand against the world, it cannot stand against Satan, it cannot stand, period. We see over and over again, we see a lot of, of buildings that are erected. And and in a few years, maybe the church that 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 actually built the buildings is no longer there. And some other church has taken its place with different teachings, with a different doctrine, uh, with a different doctrine from the church that was um, that, that was in that building, a different doctrine than that. It is presented by Christ. There are many churches that will come and go. And and even the longest established denominations have not always been. When the church was established on the day of Pentecost, there was not a denomination in existence as of that time. And there cannot be a, a denomination even today. We have to understand that if we are going to be the church of the Bible, then it must be the church that is founded by the scriptural builder. It must be the church that is founded by Christ. If you have any questions, again, I invite you to contact me. Um, You can contact us through our website, Marshill.com coc.org um, there are, are links uh, throughout the page where you can contact one of our elders you can contact me personally um, but we would love to hear from you. If you have anything to say about the program if you have any questions anything that you want to ask uh, anything that, that you want to to present I'd be glad to to entertain those and, and try to answer to the best of my ability um, but feel free to, to contact us again we would Love to hear from you. We really don't have time to get into our next lesson, so we'll stop here at the conclusion of of this one. And we'll pick up with reason number two next week, Lord willing, Tuesday at 11 a.m. And I, I thank you for being with us today. I hope to be back with you again next week. And until we meet again, may God bless you.